Welcome to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fifth Trooper Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3. On today's episode, we're going to cover getting your minis ready to paint and prime and getting them table ready. Uh, In a little bit, our buddy Dustin from Jagged Brush Studios, who is part of the Fifth Trooper Network, he he runs our hobby section of Fifth Trooper, is going to join us uh, and talk about how to prep your minis, how to get ready. But before we talk about that, I just wanted to remind you guys that if you want to get some more in-depth talk about the... Uh, Legion or what's going on in Star Wars Legion, you can join us on our Patreon. Uh, Every level on Patreon uh, gets you access to the podcast. And as you jump levels, there's cool rewards every quarter and then a yearly reward at the end. And it also helps the network, you know, afford all the equipment and everything that we use, which is great. Also, if you're new to Legion and you're interested in uh, getting mats for a table or, you know, sidebars or tokens, check out our website, thefifthtrooper.com, where we we sell most of that stuff. So uh, please check that out. And as always, this episode will have a follow-up post, blog post, that you can check out on our website as well. So let's cut over to Dustin and I talking about hobby. So Dustin, I think there's right now, um, still, depending on what core set you bought, depends on what kind of minis you got, right? So you might have the ones that are on the racks if you bought the Clone Wars, but you also might have the old style if you bought the original core set, right? Uh, so why don't we talk about first for people, let's assume no, I, I've never touched a mini in my life. What, what should I expect? Well, so if you have the old Galactic Republic, empire war corset you're gonna get a whole bunch of miniatures that are in little plastic baggies you're gonna look like the resident drug dealer in town when you're done (laughs) but everything's gonna come in a plastic bag and minis loose which is different than many other um, miniature companies you've seen they're gonna be a softer plastic more pliable but they're all um they're pretty foolproof because you don't have to cut anything you don't have to do any of the hard work you just have to glue them together so what you're going to need for those is just some kind of super glue, honestly, any, any kind. Um, yep. I personally use Gorilla Glue, Same. The, the green cap. I, I know people that use Loctite gel. I, I would recommend gel over the liquid stuff. Yep. It tends to be less messy. And the number one tip, and this will kind of go for most of the stuff that we're going to talk about today for assembling miniatures, is that more glue does not equal more stick. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so be sparing. Super glue. I'm not going to get into the science of super glue, but it doesn't need a whole lot yep. to work. So, but so you're going to open this box up. You're going to find all of these loose miniatures that are in baggies that are all parted together. The nice thing is, is those only press fit together one way. So you don't have to worry about, unless you press really hard, you don't have to worry about mixing up people's arms, getting the wrong heads on places. They're, they're pretty, they're pretty foolproof, honestly. Yeah. Um, you can go ahead if if you're not trying to paint to a super high standard. Go ahead and assemble the things all the way together. I mean, unless you're doing display miniatures, don't worry about trying to paint things that are already assembled. There may be difficult spots, but difficult spots nobody sees on the table, anyways. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. So anytime I'm looking to paint to just be table ready so that I can go play, uh, I just I just fully assemble and then just paint from there. And if you decide you don't want to do that, they press fit well enough that you could leave them unglued and then you could take them apart and put them together as you're painting it. And then when you're all done, glue them together. Yep. 
So I do that a lot of times. Um, now, okay. So 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 let's let's cover the other core set. So now this is where we get in the racks, right? Uh, and so yeah. kind of describe that and explain what what they're going to have to do here. Yeah. So if you if you have the um, clones and the droids core set, then you have a completely different experience here, as far as the droids go. Now the clones, yeah. the clones are still plastic and in bags, from my understanding, um, except for a couple pieces. Um, so I think the the they're all in bags though, so they're going to glue together much like the other core set, super glue for the clones. Droids all come on sprues, and for these you're going to need a good set of hobby cutters. Um, they look kind of like wire cutters, but they're not. Don't use your wire cutters; you're going to nick up the plastic. There, you can get a decent set of hobby cutters. They're going to work well enough for a couple bucks off of our your, website. On our website, um, <laughs> off of thefifthtrooper.com. Yeah, Dust I was going to say the local, the local fifthtrooper.com website. Yeah, <laughs> I got interrupted by Jay there, but you can you can order them on there. Um, we sell them on there. You can use a you can use a, a hobby knife as well. I I recommend the cutters instead. Of course, you know all the different things need to be really sharp that you're using yeah. to. So you're going to need to cut them out. And then instead of super glue, you're going to want to use some kind of plastic glue. Um, my my personal one is Tamiya Extra Thin Cement. Hmm. And the reason these are different, it's a type of different type of polystyrene plastic. And the cement will actually melt the pieces together. Yeah. Um, they are much more permanent than super glue. Once you assemble them, there's no going back. So if you assembled them incorrectly with the plastic glue, um, your droid's body's just on backwards. But you do, I think too, though, you have a little bit more time than you do with super glue, uh, which is nice. But yeah, once you fit them and you've let go, uh, you know, about 10, 10, 15 minutes later, you're, that's it. <laughs> and, and I think that's an important thing to notice with the droids is that unlike the other three factions, uh, the droids can be assembled with parts in the wrong spot. Yeah. So you can put the legs on backwards on accident. And uh, done it, yeah. Yeah, I've done it. I did a whole squad that way. So um, make sure that you you can test fit everything for the most part together and say, okay, how do the legs go on? Make sure it looks right. And then um, apply your glue. The nice thing is, is once you've press fit them together, all you have to do is take the brush with the plastic cement and touch it to the piece. It seeps into where it needs to go and does all the work for you. Um, yeah, I've noticed some... Uh glues army painter they have like this really long like tube small metal tube that goes in it too that's kind of mm -hmm. nice to get into some of those spots as well with that with that plastic glue yeah. yeah um they you know anything to keep it from getting all over the miniature because it will soften the plastic it will make it so that you can get fingerprints in the plastic yeah. uh, if you get that stuff all over the place and it makes it real sticky for a little while yeah, like the, so, you know, positives and negatives. Super glue positives are it's quick, it's pretty painless and easy. And if you really want to take it back apart, you can kind of snap it a little bit and it'll crack <laughs> and you can pull it apart. Uh, negatives are you glue your fingers together really easily. Uh, it's really fast acting. So, it, you know, once you've done it, you're kind of in, you know, <laughs> like it's going to happen quick. Uh, and then plastic glue is way better for the harder plastics. It's a little bit more forgiving in the short term, but then once it's in, it's in, and then it's kind of melting your plastic. So just yeah. overall, yeah. Okay, so Dustin, I, I've decided that I'm going to assemble all my miniatures. I put them on their, their bases. 
I'm, I want to paint them now. What are, what steps do I need to take to, to start getting ready to paint? So there's, there's, you're going to hear a lot of different things first. There's going to be a lot of people that tell you to wash your miniatures with soap and water. Uh, I don't, yeah. I, I, never, I did start with Legion and then I realized that it didn't need it. Yep. But one question that I see universally come across with new players that have never done any hobby work is, well, do I have to prime my minis? And the 100% answer is yes. <laughs> Every single miniature that you put paint on needs to have a primer base coat. The primer gives some texture for the paint to grab on to. Yep. Um, if you are applying paint to something and it just seems to be all of a sudden beating up in one spot, that's because you probably didn't prime it. Yep. Uh, and so you can, there's a lot of different primers out there. Army Painter has their own brush on primer. It works really well. I use it when I don't feel like firing up my airbrush. I'll grab it, put some on a, a palette and, and just slap it on a mini. It dries fairly quick. I think that's kind of nice too for people uh, in colder climates like myself. Mm -hmm. It's hard if you're spray painting, right? With us instead of airbrushing it, if you're spray painting primer, that's really hard to do in the cold. So having a brush on primer is really nice. Yeah, I wouldn't want to brush on primer like a whole box of miniatures because it's just time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if I'm just sitting down to paint, you know, a, a Darth Maul or a, a one commander and I don't feel like going out to the garage or like I said, firing up my loud air compressor. And I'll just grab the brush on primer and throw it on there and let it dry while I do something else. Um, but probably the most common primer that you're going to see is people using spray primer. Yep. There's, there are multiple different brands. You don't have to buy like the expensive $7 Krylon stuff. You don't have to buy automotive primer. Um, you just buy some decent primer that's going to work well. Krylon makes good stuff. There are army painter ones that are color matched. So if you... Yep don't want to, if you want to paint your army blue, they have a blue primer and that's your base coat as well. So, yeah, I, you know, what I do is my recommendation is they're Walmart, right? Like cheap, mm -hmm. you go Rust-Oleum has a $2 paint. All you got to do is make sure it bonds to plastic. It'll literally mm -hmm. say right on the label and they have every color in the world. I've never had a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you just, what you got to do though, is you do have to be careful when you're spraying, um, you, you want quick, fast coats over it and you don't want to hold it over a mini for too long. Cause that's, that's where you start getting into trouble. Cause you'll, it'll start to, you know, water and, and like leak out everywhere. And that's not what you want. Yeah. So, and you got to worry about the weather with spray primer. Yeah. If it's too humid, you're going to get fuzziness. If it's too cold, it's going to be fuzzy. It's going to basically what's happening is it's drying before it hits the model. Yep. And so you've got to really plan for, for spray primer. Um, the other option is you can buy a cheap airbrush kit, literally from stores like um, Harbor Freight in the US. You can get an airbrush and a compressor for like $40 US and being able to prime indoors or even in like a garage or something and not have to worry about weather has been a lifesaver for me. Yeah. I live in the South, it's pretty humid here. And so there's very few days where we could prime outdoors without getting textured models. So that's been my my biggest tip to people is get an airbrush, it'll pay for itself. And then you get large bottles of airbrush primer, you get them for like $15 and I get hundreds of miniatures out of one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. So so two things, uh, one, you, with Legion models, you don't really generally have to use soap and water. I've never done it, Dustin's done it once, but hasn't done it since. Number two, prime, you absolutely have to prime. Okay, and next. But then I guess we're down to painting, right? Yep. And usually people, I want to start with 
don't the the biggest tip is don't be afraid to paint people get online and they start looking at all these amazing paint jobs and there's some amazing painters in the legion community um and we all like to show off our amazing work that we've done just as much as the next guy but then sometimes you'll look at it and say well i can't paint like that yeah probably not right now right um but like for my pictures to get to where i'm at that's been 12 years of work and so don't be afraid because at the end of the day you can take the paint off if you're using acrylic paint so that's the second tip use the right paint yeah uh so evan my co-host for the after dark and in our other uh fifth trooper podcast stuff he actually used tester's paint the first time he painted miniatures uh and he regretted that decision so you want to get you you definitely want to get paint that's I, this is the one where I get very specific, like, you know, with spray primer, I'm like, yeah, whatever, just use anything that bonds to plastic, you're fine. With actually painting, um, I've come around on army painters. So Dustin has always been an army painter guy. Um, I w- I was using a lot of the Citadel, the Games Workshop stuff, but since Dustin's been part of our crew the last year, um, I've really come around on army painter and fallen in love with it. And I, I, I think army painter's is one of the best paints you can get. It's also one of the cheapest hobby paints, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you've dropped, if you didn't, if you paid full MSRP for your core set and you only bought one, you've already dropped 90 bucks. Yeah. Or 99, depending on which one you get, I guess. Um, and so you're already hundred bucks into this and now you've got to buy paint. Yeah, plus right. hobby tools, plus super glue, plus primer. Yeah. So before you even touch paint, we're looking at 140-ish. And so... Army painters cheap. Don't. I'm gonna tell you. Please don't go with the craft Apple Barrel. Yeah. Nineties dollar, ninety cent stuff per bottle. You'll yeah. find people saying you can use it, and then you're gonna be the most frustrated new painter out there because you can't get the colors to apply right. You can't figure it out. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah, this is one of those weird things where the paint is designed for the miniatures, and you're gonna be. You know, what, back in the day when uh, when. I worked at a guitar shop. People would always come and want their kids to play guitar and they want to get them the cheap, like $50 guitar. And I'd be like, don't do that. Cause they'll, they'll hate it from the beginning. Right. And that's kind of the same thing with paints is you get those craft apple barrel paints at Walmart. You're going to be in bad shape. You're not going to have a good experience. And so for a little, a little bit more, you could get, you know, you could get the army painter starter set. Um, I found I'm actually working on a, uh, <laughs> I was telling Dustin about this. It's kind of an experiment where we're doing Marvel Crisis Protocol, but I'm trying to paint them all with just the the starter set of Army Painter paints because you can mix paint to make new colors. Everybody like, and if you don't know about color mixing, just look it up on the internet. It's real easy. So with like the base, you know, your primary and secondary colors in painting, you can mix and create the color basically any color you want for the for the most part right you know your pinks and and are a little tougher but like you know hot pinks i mean are are hard to come by but but you know everything else you should be able to mix from from like the 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 starter set of army painter paints yeah flesh tones might be a bit tough yeah um and because they flesh tones are so unique so um but i think that kit is it comes with like 10 paints and a brush And, and a couple and, washes. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with the silver paint. So metallic paint, a wash, mm-hmm. and then all your base paints. And it's black, white, red, blue, yellow, green, like everything you could, you need to, to get started. And I love it. I love it. The, the base set is so good. 
it's like 30 some odd bucks. I think it's not even pricey. Like, yeah. Um, and it comes with a brush too. So you get the whole, yeah. the, the whole kit is it's really nice. And it comes with the brush. I think it comes with the regiment brush from Army Painter. And that's the brush I use to paint 95% of everything I paint. So yep. um, they're cheap. I don't have to worry about if I mess it up, I throw it away and pay a couple bucks and get a new one. Um, but, you know, any any of those sets will be good. If you want to spring a little bit more and you never want to have to worry about finding a paint colored, there's a 50 pack that you can get of yeah. Army Painter colors. <laughs> that's what I started with. Um, even before I ended up having a partnership with Army Painter, I was using their stuff. And so that's the first true craft hobby. The first true hobby paint I ended up buying in bulk was Army Painter. I've tried all the different brands. Yeah. Um, I've even tried the craft, the, the craft store, like 90 cent stuff. But when you can pay 90 cents for a craft store or like $2 for a bottle of Apple or Army Painter paint, yeah, it sounds like twice the paint, but you're using half the amount of paint to get the yeah. same coverage. Yeah. And it's meant for what you're doing, right? So it, it's very good. Um, okay, so so all right, so we we've got our paints. Now let's say um, I I painted. Okay, I took let's say let's say Rebel Troopers, right? Let's just pick a pick one. So I painted the base colors that I wanted. I got brown jackets and maybe blue, gray shirts and green pants, and I got black on the the rifles or a gray on the rifles. And it's all just kind of one, you know, one color, no real tones, no depth. How do, how do I quickly create depth on my characters or on my figures so that they look like they have shadows and stuff on them? So every, every army, every paint brand out there has their own version of what we call a wash in the, the paint world. And the quickest way to get a tabletop ready miniature is to do your base colors and then literally get a fat brush and squirt some wash into your little paint well that's clean and then take that and just douse your miniature in it yep. and let it run into the cracks and then take a dry brush and like a literal dry brush, not a dry, dry brush for a technique, but an actual dry paint brush and sop up some of the areas where it's pooling too much, where you don't want it to be dark and let that dry yep. and you can be done. Like yep. that's, that's tabletop ready. That's and you can get that done in 15 minutes of miniature, including the painting. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. And, and honestly, uh, for, for some of you, if you plan, we're going to talk about this later in the series, but if you plan on going to tournaments, most tournaments are three color. So you can easily create that three color effect. Let's say you only have two colors, just put a wash on it. Now you have three. Yeah. <laughs> so, wash, wash is your third color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, all right. I I've got my base color on, I put my wash on, and it's good. I've been playing, but now I want to take it to the next level. What do I do? So for the next level, you're going to have to start learning a little bit of color theory and how how do how to lighten colors and how to how to darken colors. And so the next step after that wash would be to start highlighting your miniatures. And that's going. It's it's basically exactly what it sounds like. You're going to take a lighter tone than your base tone. And so if you're using a nice blue color, then you would go with a lighter shade of blue. Notice I didn't say white. Yeah, I said yeah. a lighter shade of blue. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to paint that that little ridge to a lighter shade of blue. And it's going to make the the shadow areas that the wash darkened look darker, but the higher areas look lighter. And that's a real simple way to just say, hey, this guy looks like he's standing in sunlight now. Yep. Um, but you don't do white. <laughs> like, don't yep. go straight to white. Yeah. 
and you can use white to lighten the color so if you have your base tone add a little bit of white if you want but even better is to add a lighter shade of the color so if you're doing orange add yellow instead of white it'll help with the it'll help keep it from becoming desaturated yeah and, and really uh what a lot of the recommendation I make to people is just look at how your mini is reacting to the light in your room and then just paint to that. That's, I mean, that's a real easy way to look at it. Right. So if you're yeah. looking at your mini in the light, it's only got like barely little white, like real bright white spots that that's all anything really reflects, you know, is, mm -hmm. is only in a few areas. So, so that's a, yeah, that's, that's a way to look at it. All right, so Dustin, I, I have it painted. I've kind of got where I want. Now I want to base it. So for those of you who don't know, your base of your mini, you can add stuff onto it. So what what do you recommend here? Yeah, so basing is super important in it. It's where you can help distract from a poorly painted mini. Let's yeah. say you weren't super happy with it. Well, let's add some random scatter stuff on the base of it so people are like, hey, that little rock's cool, mm -hmm. um, rather than looking at the eyes that you painted that are four times too big. Um, cause we all do that. Like yep. we all try to paint eyes and then realize that <laughs> miniatures don't have the eyes, the size of your thumb. Yep. Um, and so there's, there's all kinds of things you can use. You can use things from your backyard you can get some dirt, dry it out, put it in the oven to kill any bacteria and use that as basing. You're going to need some good kind of white glue in the U S it's like Elmer's white glue or overseas. It's typically called PVA glue. Yep. Um, and then you're going to put that on your base and then start applying your grit, whatever you're going to use. You can use um, sticks, rocks, dirt, sand. sand. Yeah. Um, if you want to buy it, there's all kinds of companies that make stuff. Again, Army Painter has a bunch. I use mm -hmm. I use some of their stuff for basing. Yep. Um, they're, they, it's ready to go out of the, the package. Uh, I'm, I tend to be a cheap person, so dirt in my backyard is free. And... <laughs> so I use that or sand, playground sand. I have a five gallon bucket of playground sand in my garage that I will probably will to my children to base miniatures with. So, and they're, they're nine. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, we, again, not a, well, no, I'm going to shameless plug for us. We carry a lot of this on the fifth trooper.com uh, in our store, but you know, uh, trains like model trains, they use the same type of material. So if you go to any hobby store um, or even like a hobby lobby or, you know, any kind of arts and crafts store, they generally have some sort of modeling stuff and you can get a big jug of like, it's called static grass, but you could get a big jug of grass for like 12 bucks. And like, that'll literally last you forever, forever. Yeah. Like you can, you just put some glue on the base, some of that, that PVC glue, and then you toss some grass on it. And there you go. It's like There's your base. And for 12 bucks, you could live, you'll literally never use it all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've got a bag of it I've had for like four years yeah. and if I paint a lot. So, um, and if you, if you have, if you're struggling for ideas on what to do for basing, if you go on our YouTube channel in our hobby section, I have a, a short video on there of three different base styles that, I do on camera and you're seeing it real time. It literally takes a few minutes per base. So, yeah. And the, and I think, you know, we don't have enough time to cover it. Maybe in the future we'll, we'll have just a basing cause you could literally have a podcast just on basing mm -hmm. materials and how to do different stuff. Um, okay. So let's see, I got all that. Um, he, here's a recommendation I would make. And then Dustin, I'll, I'll let you give us just some like high level recommendations. I always say, if you're painting a unit, like let's say you have a rebel unit, if you focus on 
really focus painting the unit leader and the heavy weapon. Those are the two that people pick up the most, right? When they look at your miniatures. So that's yep. what I would spend all my time on. <laughs> and then just kind of go as fast as you can through the like nondescript units. Or like, like especially the rebels are a really good example. Um, even more so than the, the heavy weapon, I would focus on the, the unit leader and like the Duros because he's different. So he's going to yep. stand out. Yep. And so spend some extra time on that guy. People are going to pick him, naturally gravitate to, oh, that guy's got a different head on him. What's he look like? And like with droids, like nobody picks up a certain one. They just grab the tan yep. one. Or, yep. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then you're spend a little bit of extra time on your unit commanders, like the, yep. the, your Darth Vader's, your Grievous's, your Dooku's, those things, um, because they're going to be the ones that people actually gravitate to towards the most or your yeah. vehicles. Yeah, exactly. Any vehicle or hero unit, those are the ones people are going to want to see. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Spent a lot of time on those. Yeah. Um, the, the other biggest tip I give to, I like to give to new painters is especially if you used your wash and especially if you've, um, used some different paints have this, but they tend to be really shiny and glossy yeah. and they look, they actually just look really bad because it's overriding your natural shading and highlight. And this this next step will do two things, but apply some kind of varnish to your miniatures. One, it'll protect them um, when you're playing from finger oils that'll break the paint down over time. And for two, if you use a matte varnish, it will um, it'll help kill that shine so that you can see the natural shading in the highlights. And many times I'll be looking at an unfinished uh, mini that I finished painting, and I'm like, eh, this could be better. And then I hit it with a matte varnish, and it just it lets the natural paintwork come through. And don't use deck sealer. Um, yeah, Evan. <laughs> that's, a, that's another inside joke there. But yes, don't use deck sealer. I personally use uh, um, Liquitex matte varnish that I spray through my airbrush. But you can brush that on. It doesn't have to be through an airbrush. You can get aerosol kinds. Again, but you have to be more careful with the weather with that than even spray painting. Yeah. That will cloud and fog. Um, every, every one of the Army Painter has its own matte varnish. They're all different but the ones that i like the best is the most matte has been liquitex and it's you're talking ten dollars for a bottle that i've had for two years yeah so yep. it's a it uh, hobbying is a lot of upfront cost yeah yeah that lasts for a long time yeah yeah the sticker shock at first is going to be a lot but it i've got i have things that i've had for years right just like dustin said like i don't know i haven't even gotten halfway through this thing so uh, but all right. Well, thanks, Dustin, for joining us. And uh, we will uh, we'll catch you later. Yeah, thanks. If you need more, there, we have some more intro to hobbying on our channel. Go check those videos out. I go over some of the basic tools and answer some high-level questions again. So. Yep, and that's uh, YouTube. And then search the fifth trooper and you'll find all that. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Dustin. Thanks. Join us next week for another edition of the Fifth Trooper Podcast. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.